back to Canada to give glory to God. Amen. This morning, we want to go into Sunday school. I want us to prepare to this thing because I know everyone has prepared to bless us and we bless us once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Only what God expects from every one of us is just to be attentive to the word of God. Just the word, attentive. And the Lord shall bless us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Let's listen to the message as our brother is taking us to the city. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this morning, for another time in your presence, for this special Sunday in which you have prepared special blessings for your people. And every one of us have come with one expectation or the other. I ask that your word will be a provision uh, to all our needs and challenges in Jesus' name. As your word comes forth, let it address every area of our lives and bring clarity to areas of confusion and bring joy to where there is sorrow in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray that even the small child in our midst uh, will gain clarity of your word today. Let the word be delivered with simplicity and clarity in Jesus' name. At the end of it all, we have focus to glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. Hallelujah. It's another time to study God's work. And then our Sunday school quarter for this season has been the church. Arise, regain your lost ground. And our study has been taken from the books of Joshua and the Acts of the Apostles. And now we for many weeks now we have dwelled on the book of Acts. Uh, much emphasis on the exploit of Apostle Paul right from his conversion to uh, to the lesson we have. And we study about how God helped him to gain a, a right foundation, which is a genuine salvation experience. And from there we see that his exploit in the first missionary journey, his exploit in the second missionary journey, and now uh, we are going to dwell on his uh, exploit as well uh, on his journey to Ethan. And that's where he had, he had a, a communion with Aquila and Priscilla, that's an act of apostasy, chapter. In team. Last Sunday lesson was Paul at Athens preaching to the philosopher. And that's the second missionary journey of Apostle Paul. And now, two Sundays earlier, we study about his, uh, his first movement where he and Barnabas were sent forth by the church. And that was his first. Uh, missionary journey. So we move on further today to, to see what Paul did while he met Aquila and Priscilla. Now, before I proceed, I would like us to make a recap of lesson 22. That was Paul at Athens preaching to the 
philosopher. So I want one or two people to remind us of what we learned, the lessons we can pick, the points that we can gather, we have gathered from the lessons and which we believe uh, will be a blessing to others as well. So who can remind me what we studied last Sunday? I've mentioned it. What I want from, the response I want from us is just the point that we are able to pick. Um, Favor. What do you learn from uh, this lesson? Or what have you learned, rather? Hmm? Okay. Ah. Any other person? Yeah, you clearly. Okay, to realize that God sent us to strange places, sometimes with different personalities, background, and interests that we may have never foreseen. Well, not to waste our time, what we have learned last Sunday was that was the emphasis was just. Uh, on the gospel itself. And we see what Paul did within the teaching. He reasoned with uh, the Jews and the Gentile worshippers. Uh, we say they are philosophers and uh, they are people that are knowledgeable. Even at times, so our philosophers are our teachers. Uh, like the emphasis was the last week. And that means, that means them. Some of them, they, they may be knowledgeable, but they may not have the, the original uh, knowledge that is the, the it's one thing to be religious I want you to have, to have that genuine salvation a genuine encounter with Jesus and we see that in this community we have followers the, the worship and the lottery Lord, and Paul was able to affect them uh, by reasoning with them he came to their level he he reasoned with them from the scripture. He bring them to the understanding. He exposed the dark part of their life and show light for them to have an understanding beyond what, what they think they have known. And I told us last week that these people serve uh, God Almighty as their known God. You know they said they are other, other worshippers. So they are acquainted with their own gods, but they, they regard the true God as an unknown God. Paul was not telling them that the unknown God is the God that you should know. And that was why he reasoned with them. And uh, philosophers are people who are interested in new discoveries. The scientists who keep discovering and discovering and discovering are excited about new things and new things. 
I think Paul also comes from that position because they really want to also even, some of them want to hear Paul and what, what does he have to say? They are just interested in hearing new things. And Paul was able to reason with them. And what the instrument that Paul used was just the scripture. And that's why everybody was doing last week that the scripture is the sole basis for the gospel. And he proclaimed Jesus as both Savior of sinners and the Lord of their lives. That he must be reason with them and come to a conclusion that you must accept Jesus as both the Savior and the Lord of your lives. You must accept him as your personal, personal Savior. And after, after you have accepted him as your personal Savior, then you then hand over your life unto him. And when someone becomes your Lord, that is, you have no control over your life any longer. He gains control. He directs your path. He tells you what to do. He tells you what not to do. And that's the uh, position that Paul brings them to, and also he's bringing us into as a believer. And we ourselves must uh, be faithful to proclaim the gospel and, and not dodge the aspect of repentance. Like I said, I said uh, the gospel or a message is not fully gospel until the aspect of repentance is fully emphasized. That's where the memory verse was taken from the book of Luke chapter 24, verse 47 to 48 that says, and that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in the name, in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And here are witnesses of this thing. So if people will be genuinely saved, if people, let's have a, if people will be genuinely saved, uh, we must not dodge the aspect of repentance. They must acknowledge first that they are sinners. From that point of acknowledgement, now they Jesus will then, will then save them. They confess their sins, they accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they forgive their sins, they cleanses them with his Ah, and it, it, it cleanses them with the provision that has already been made that is his blood and they become his own that's just the simple step to follow now Paul also, also talks about the Berean the Bible says they were eager they said they, they themselves went to the Bible to the scripture to discover whether those things that were told them were so and we ourselves must have a Berean attitude a Berean act not that these people are, pr are proud, but it's just that they have that good art. Yes. Not that they don't believe what they are saying, but they just are so excited in knowing, in knowing, in confirming if what they tell them are so. That's the mindset that also we must carry. Now today, lesson 23, Paul meets Aquila and Priscilla. That's what we'll be discussing. And the aim of the lesson is to let us realize that for God's work to advance, we must team up with our leaders. Now let's read the memory verse. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7. Now let's read, can we echo together? With good will, doing service, as to the Lord, and not to men. Again, with good will, doing service, as to the Lord, and not to men. Praise God. That is to tell us that 
every assignment or any work that a, a child of God finds doing, he or she must see it as a divine work. He or she must see it as a work unto the Lord. Anything your hands find doing, the mindset that you should carry is that it's a work unto the Lord. Even in our workplace, whatever responsibility or duty, we must see it as a work unto the Lord. And we must give our best to it, knowing that it's a work unto the Lord. And beyond woman commendation, or beyond woman promotion, or beyond woman thanksgiving, or beyond woman appreciation, it's God Almighty that will reward us. Our ultimate reward comes from the Lord alone. And so, for every Christian and for every child of God, you see every work as unto the Lord. We see every work as what? Unto the Lord. Everything we do is unto the Lord. And whatever we do as a child of God must glorify God. Our aim is to glorify Jesus. Even Jesus said, his aim is to glorify Father. Uh, yes, and is to glorify. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. He glorified Jesus as well. He exalted Jesus. And Jesus said, it's my duty to glorify the Father. And so our own work also is that whatever we do must give glory unto the Lord. God is helping us in Jesus' name. Amen. Now our Bible reading is taken from Acts of Apostles, chapter 18, from verse 1 to 18. Now, this, this seems to be a progression also. Paul here went, left Athens, which was his second missionary journey, and now he moved to Corinth in this place we are reading. And in this place, he found Aquila and Priscilla. And because they were, yes, we are going to read. He found Aquila and Priscilla, uh, who, are, who also have similar vocation with him. He, he was with them for a few times while he was doing the vocational work of business together and as well taken advantage of the moment to continue his, his divine work, which is the preaching of the gospel. So we're going to read from Acts of Apostles chapter 18, from verse 1 to 18. And we're going to read it uh, three times. That's three people we volunteer uh, to, read the, uh, to read the 18 verses. That is the first person we read verse 1 to 6. The other person will read verse 7 to 12. And the other person will finish it off with verse 13 to verse 18. So I want us to read now. Who are the volunteers that we have to read? Acts of Apostles chapter 18, from verse 1 to 18. Thank you. 
verse starts in verse 7 now. Let me read from my hand because of, okay. Okay, verse 13 to 18. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' name. Now, from this place we read, because of our time, we see that Paul himself moved from where he was to Athens. And as well, the Aquila and Priscilla also moved from a place uh, to where Paul also were, was, and they met there. And I believe that this is a divine arrangement of God. Aquila and Priscilla left Rome. They were... In, they were in Rome, and they were heard about Claudius, all the whole Jews should leave Rome. And that was what made them to move. And they moved to another community. And here in uh, Corinth. Now also, Paul left Athens. That was where he experienced his second missionary journey. He moved on to Corinth here. And that, that was how he met uh, Aquila and Priscilla. And the, this place, let us understand that. He stayed with them. Why did Paul stay with these two? Because they were tent makers like him. And they joined together and they were working together in, in, the, in their vocation. And Paul took an advantage of this while he was involving in the vocation business, which is tent making. 
he also was also uh, taking advantage of that to teach the people in the synagogue. Ah, and the Bible says a, a phrase was used. It was persuading both Jews and Greek. Now, also another emphasis was made that Silas and Timothy also joined uh, with Paul in Corinth. They moved from Macedonia. Ah, the Bible says Paul in this translation I have here in verse five says. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. But when the Jews opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his cloth in protest and said to them, your blood be on your own head. I am clear of my responsibility. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, Paul take an advantage of his tent-making business to persuade men unto Christ. And I believe that's what God is calling us to do. And that's where every place we find ourselves as Christians in our workplace is a field of souls. Every community, every location, every place that God has established your feet is a field of souls to preach the gospel. There are souls to be invested unto God's kingdom. And that is why uh, I so much believe that in the kingdom of God, our purpose is the same. But our assignment may be different. Just like in a, in a, just like in a kitchen, every item in the kitchen has the same purpose, isn't it? The essence of the spoon is to cook food, isn't it? The essence of the salt is, to pre, is also uh, at one aim, to get food. The purpose of adding water is for the same purpose. The purpose of... Uh, Using pepper is the same, isn't it? Without of water as well. But they have different responsibilities or different assignments. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is why every work or duty must not be taken casual. It's unto the Lord. Because it's for one purpose, to expand his kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Not just in the church, in the marketplace, everywhere we find ourselves. We all have the same purpose, to know God and to be known by him, to glorify him, to expand his kingdom, to, to proclaim the gospel wherever we find ourselves. But the approach may, may be the only thing that is different. Praise the name of the Lord. And that is why we must be sensitive to what the Lord is maybe doing in our life at times and seeing that every door that God has opened for us is an opportunity to expand his kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. Everywhere we find ourselves as a believer, we must have that kingdom mindset. I am here in this workplace to expand this kingdom. I am here is to promote the kingdom of God. I am here, what I'm doing unto the Lord is to glorify God, is to glorify Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. So, the same purpose, but different assignments and different responsibilities. And that's what I believe that Paul, Aquila, and Priscilla also have really teach us in this place. Now, let's move further. Now, the Bible says Paul was persuaded both the Jews and the Greek. And the persuasion was that Jesus is Christ. But we see that the Jews in this place opposed Paul. They neglected him. 
But now Paul said, well, I have done my part. My responsibility is clear. I am committed to what God has called me to do. It is left to you people. Now, since the Jews have refused to accept this great offer of God, I will move on and focus on the Gentiles. Another thing I want to pick from here before we move to the lessons in proper is that if you are going to be committed to the preaching of the gospel, you are going to be hated. Praise the name of the Lord. If you are going to be committed to what God has called you to do, there will be opposition. You will be hated. In fact, to be a Christian indeed, you will be hated. To you, for you to live godly <laughs> and to do what is right, you will be hated because you are in the need of unbelievers, because you dwell in the word of ungodliness. Who doesn't want to pattern their life after God? Who wants to follow the order that God has set? But if it is that it's only you or few that are following God, then you, there will be opposition, like we have learned in previous lessons. And there will be attack. There will be discouragement. There will be limitations here and there. Just to ensure that we don't fulfill what God has called us to do. And no wonder, even as we read further in that chapter, we see even God himself was encouraging Paul. The Bible says the Lord spoke to him in a vision, saying, be bold. Continue to speak. For I, the Lord, will be with you. And with that, Paul, continue. In that encouragement. Continue preaching the gospel. For a year and a half. Praise the name of the Lord. Now let's move into the lessons. Lesson number one. Priscilla and Aquila were Christian workers. Who moved from place to place, seeking to help establish churches. Aquila was a Jew born in Pontus in Northern Asia Minor. He lived in Rome until Emperor Claudius expelled the Jews in about AD 49. Paul first encountered them at Corinth, where he and they worked together as tent makers and as church planters. This husband and wife formed a team and became Paul's close friends, whoever risked their lives. For him, Priscilla is listed four, four times in scripture, which could imply she had a higher social rank than Aquila, or that she was the more prominent of the two in the church. They probably were Christian when Paul met them, having come from Rome, where a church already existed. Praise God. Now, as we move forward, we see that the couple's total involvement included opening their home as the meeting place for the church in Ephesus. That's in 1 Corinthians 16, 19, chapter 16, verse 8, and also 2 Timothy 4, 19, and also in Rome. Let us not forget the aim of this lesson is to let us realize that for God's work to advance, we must team up with our leaders. Here we see Paul and Aquila gave their full support to Apostle Paul. They were totally committed. They involved in it totally. They opened their doors. They, 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 they make available their, their assets, their house, their chairs, their room, all for the sake of the gospel. Now let's read Romans chapter 16, verse 3 to 5, as a reference to that, for how they themselves were, they team up with Paul 
uh, in the kingdom business. And also, somebody will help us to read 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 19, and also 1 Corinthians 6, 19, and verse 8. Now, Romans chapter 16, verse 3 to 5. Romans 16, 3 to 5. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They released their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 19. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 19. Greet Priscilla and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Also, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19. The churches in the province of Asia send you greeting, Aquila and Priscilla. Greet you warmly in the Lord, and so does the church that meet at their house. All the brothers here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Verse 8 of that same chapter. But I will stay on at Ephesus until Pentecost, because a great door for effective work has opened unto me, and there are many who opposed me. Praise God. We see in this place we have read all the references of the Bible that we see Aquila and Priscilla were being mentioned. Uh, they have really taken uh, their time and made a significant impact. And that's why Paul was able to acknowledge them in his writing. Not just Paul appreciates what they have done, but as well even the churches in, uh, uh, acknowledge the work they have done. In that place. And that's how it must be for you and I as well. We must team up with our leaders if the kingdom of God is going to advance. And that's why I said we all have the same purpose for different assignments, different responsibilities. Not everybody is going to be the pastor, but every one of us have a every one of us have a role in God's kingdom. We have a part to play. Our giftings are well appreciated, our talents are useful. And everything is centered, centered on one purpose. And that is uh, to make God to be known by people. To advance his kingdom. The work of God can never spread until we are involved in it. God has, Jesus has done his own part. God has done his own part. We have a part to play too. As our leaders do their own, we as well also have a part to play. In fact, our involvement does so much on there because... It serves as an encouragement for our leaders to do much more. We see that for uh, the success of the church, uh, or the success uh, of the gospel, or the success uh, of uh, spreading the gospel around at that time, cannot only be accosted to Paul alone, but to the people that are playing a significant role behind the scenes. People like Aquila and Priscilla, who gave up their resources, who dedicate their time and moment, all for the sake of expanding God's kingdom. You see that the church himself 
appreciate them so much for what they have done. They left their resources. Their houses were open. The doors of their house were open for the church to meet. Wow, what a great uh, involvement. I see the Lord helping us in Jesus' name. I see ourselves uh, can follow the model that Aquila and Priscilla have set for us. Point number three under section one. They were tent makers. They could also be referred to leather workers. They Paul stayed with these tent makers in Corinth, purpose to raise money for his mission. We don't know how long he did this. What will have happened if a church has such an individual people or family? Aquila and Priscilla is an example of husband and wife a pastor can receive for the cause of Christ. You and your spouse, including children, can be practically involved without fear of intimidation or what people think or say, just for the sake of Christ and the gospel. Uh, I want to talk, quickly share, enlighten us about money in this place. You know, the reason why many people misbehave when it comes to having much money and money and money uh, is because they don't uh, understand that when doors are open for you, when God blesses you, or when a purpose is attached to money, you will not misbehave when you become richer. Or when doors begin to open, or when you are, when your status is changing, praise the name of the Lord. The reason why Christians misbehave when it comes to any money, somebody who is not rich today and doors are open and you felt that uh, I'm too bigger than the church or I don't have time for God, is because purpose is not attached. When purpose is attached, and what is the purpose? It's to advance God's kingdom. God blesses us so that the kingdom of God can be expanded. Paul was working not because uh, he really want to be a tent, uh, want to do the tent making business. All that is the aim or focus at that time. His focus was uh, was the gospel. But the scripture says he was exclusively devoted to the preaching of the gospel. He was doing that to raise money for the mission work. And that is why the missionaries as well we do much more when the church, the body of Christ, rich men and women are sponsoring the mission work. They do much more in the village, on the region that God has sent them to. They get discouraged when there is no resources to do the work. So when a purpose is attached uh, with the blessings that God has blessed us with, we will not misbehave. Praise God. Praise the living Jesus. Now, this place is also telling us that we, our wives, and our household can be committed to the work of God without intimidation, without fear. We can give our best. We can push and do much more and much more and much more in this season for the sake of the gospel. Point number two. Team work with other workers in the vineyard of the Lord strengthen us up to preach Christ. Our pastor needs people that are present around them with strengthen their hearts, not with damping their spirit. The work ministry needs every member to give practical support. Act of Apostle chapter 18, verse 5. Act of Apostles chapter 18, verse 5. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul himself devoted exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. Aquila and Priscilla were supporting. Silas and Timothy also offered their own right hand of fellowship to Paul. 
Paul, being a leader among them, was able to do much more. Their presence, their support, their prayers, their encouragement, their giving was a motivation. Our leaders need motivation. They need to be motivated. They need to be encouraged. They need to be empowered. They need to be fortified continually so that the gospel can keep spreading. And as we do that, the Lord blesses us the more in Jesus' name. But the only challenge is that believers today make a lot of excuses why they are not involved in a kingdom business. Why they are not involved Remember, the kingdom business is our father's business. No one like Jesus himself say, I must go about my father's business. Why is it that you people find me, search me, while people are looking for me, don't you know that I must be about my father's business? Every blessing God blesses you with. Every position that you have occupied. Whatever title that you have, every resource at your disposal is for the father's business is serve as an investment into the Father's business so that his kingdom can be expanded. Praise the name of the Lord. We must realize today that our support is very important. Our presence is very important. Our prayer is key. Our giving is a key factor. Praise God. Praise the living Jesus. Now point number three, under the lesson, the hardness of heart of people towards the message of the gospel can dampen the heart and cause the minister to give up. I want to relocate. Because people rejected the truth. Paul said, your blood be upon your head. Paul held his opponent completely responsible for blaspheming Christ and rejecting his message. Matthew 27, verse 25. Let's read that. And also Ezekiel 18, 13. Another person can help us to read Joshua 2.19. Must be very fast because of our time. I read from Joshua 2.19. If anyone goes outside your house into the street, his blood will be on his own head. We will not be responsible. Matthew 27:25. We are all students of the Bible. We must be fast in opening our Bible. Matthew 27:25 says, "And if people answer, let his blood be on, on us and on our children." Ezekiel 18:13. Ezekiel 18:13. I read as well. He learned at Austria. Is it in Tatooine? Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, sir. Okay. Okay, verse 14. Okay. Okay. No, let's stop there. Like other other references, Ezekiel chapter thirty verse four. We, we can jot that down. First Kings two thirty seven. 
Now, this place, Paul said, I have done my best. But let your blood be on your own end. No, no one I win Ezekiel was warned. He was told that go and warn Israelites of the impending danger. That may befell these people. Otherwise, if you fail to do your part, their blood will I require from you. We are responsible to the unbeliever. We are responsible to the unbelieving world. We are responsible to the people around us who are, who are living in darkness. We are responsible to our family members who have not come to know Jesus. And there is a heavy mandate on us to show them the way, which is Jesus. To preach to them. Not to shy away from their ignorance. To bring them from the state of ignorance to the truth. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Let's know that the blood of people around us are hanging on us. If we are here in Nigeria and I'm in the vicinity of people who have not known Jesus, it is your duty, our duty. God will ask us. So also somebody who is in India, yes, who has been planted in one vicinity or the other, there are people around them that need to come to the way. And that's why we must not sleep or slumber or be timid or sluggish about the urgency of this, of this time. God is helping us in Jesus' name. The Bible all, all let us realize that he shake off his garment. And what does this signify? He's saying, I am I've done my part. I've tried all my best to convince you people. But you people refused. You refused Jesus. He tried all his best to tell them, but he didn't listen. Now his obligation is over. Now he's no longer responsible. Now his blood will not be required. Their blood will not be required from him any longer because he had done what he was, he was asked to do. He, also was, he was called to the Gentiles as well as the Jews. So we see that in the book of Romans chapter 16 verse 23 and 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 14, we see in these places that the Gentiles showed interest in the God of Israel. The God that the Jews have forsaken. The God that the Jews have rejected. <laughs> the Gentiles embraces him. Praise the name of the Lord. And from that time, he continued to minister to the Gentiles. We see that in verse 8. Let's go back to Acts of Apostles, chapter 18. The, our central text for today. Acts of Apostles, chapter 18, verse 8. Acts of Apostles 18, verse 7 and 8. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titus, just the worshiper of God. Crispus, the synagogue ruler, and his entire household believed in the Lord. And many of the Corinthians who had him believed and were baptized. Glory be to God for the lives of Paul. He continued, was not discouraged because the Jew. Uh, rejected God, uh, Jesus. He, he continued in the work by preaching to the Gentiles. And that's why in our time you know that 
It's like somebody's going about sowing the seed. We will face oppositions, attack, discouragement, but all these things, we should not allow them to weaken us. We should keep moving and moving. Keep spreading. I believe by the time you speak to about 10 people, at least two will listen to you. Even much more than that. By the backing of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Have you not noticed that even when, for instance, now, the church, or if you have a program, you are sharing tracks, or sharing flyers, a lot of people will collect and show it to you. You should not be discouraged by it. Out of uh, thousands, a few of many, we respond. And that's an encouragement. And we keep doing and doing and doing and doing and keep moving and keep moving. And we see as we are obedient, as, as we are committed to the kingdom endeavor, uh, we are we ourselves are being blessed and the kingdom of God gets expanded much more. God is helping everyone of us in Jesus' name. Point number four. Paul received God's encouragement from the Lord. Verse 9 to 11. God did not leave Paul without encouraging him. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak and hold not thy peace. Paul was being persecuted nearly everywhere he ministered. God is telling Paul to settle down and preach boldly. That God himself will protect him from any harm. What a promise. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to all thee. For I am much people, I have much people in this city. That's verse 10. And also Acts of Apostles chapter 13, verse 48. Let's read Acts 13, 48. Acts 13, 48. Acts 13, 48. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord. And all who were appointed for eternal life believed. My prayer is that as we go again, preaching the gospel, people Men, women, children around us, we honor the word of the Lord in our mouth in Jesus' name. That's the prayer. Also, we must pray that Lord, let your word be honored. I shall move, be honored in my life, be exalted, be glorified. I shall move, be honored. Yes, anywhere we preach, let joy fuel such art. Let joy be the order of the day. The Gentiles were glad. And they honor the word of the Lord from Paul. They received him. They believed. They repented. They accept Jesus. The Bible says, All who are appointed for eternal life believe. And they experience genuine salvation. Now let's also read verse 10 of Acts of Apostles 2, chapter 18, which is our central text. It says, for I am with you, and no one is going to attack and harm you because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord. When God calls us to walk, He gives us the provision for it. He equips you for what He has called you to do. For I will never leave you or forsake you. The same thing He told Joshua. Moses is no more, but Joshua. <laughs> But don't be discouraged, but you have a God who is, who is ever with you. And wherever the soles of your feet tread upon, you will possess. Wherever you go, you have my back. Wherever you find yourself, you have my support. And that is enough. The encouragement of the Lord is sufficient. Praise the name of the Lord. In fact, that God has encouraged us is enough. That God has spoken to us is enough. 
And he who has called us will not abandon us. He will help us. He will be with us. His presence is ever with us. Ours is to speak. The Holy Spirit is there already on our inside. Yes, partnering with us to ensure that every seed, every word that comes out of our mouth produce something. Produce fruit. Praise God. Praise the living Jesus. Now the last point. Now before we go to the last point, we can read Hebrews 13 verse 5. That also says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. These are words of encouragement for us as believers. Now the last point. When it comes to aiding our pastor or church, mission, uh, or church and missionary, we have about six points under this uh, section number five or lesson five. Support them with your prayers. Support them with your financial blessings. Support them with your influence. Support them with your encouragement. Support them with your visits when possible. And lastly, support them with extra gifts from time to time. These are various ways in which we can support our leader. Various ways we can support our pastors. Various ways we can support missionaries around us. Praise God. Praise the living Jesus. We now see this one that there is no excuse for anyone. We have various departments in the house of God where we ourselves can get involved to ensure that the kingdom of God is advanced. To ensure that the gospel of the kingdom is proclaimed from time to time. We have intercessory departments. We can give of our financial blessing. We can use our influence Maybe some of us work in the government sector and uh, maybe our pastors or leaders are looking for a platform where they can reach uh, audiences. We can create such platforms for them. For them to reach uh, people with the gospel. Then we can encourage them. We can support them with our visit. Yes, visitation also is part of visiting. So we have come to greet you. We have come to pray with you. We, are, we have come to acknowledge what God is using you to do in this season. Support them with your gifts. It's also part of There are various ways we can be involved in our father's business. Children are not left out. Elders are not left out. Teenagers are not left out. The youth are not left out. Everyone has a party. Praise the name of the Lord. As I end this, I was saying something earlier on that as Christians, our purpose is the same. But every one of us has different assignments. And what is the purpose is? Is to be known by him, to serve God, and to expand his kingdom. And now within that same purpose comes your own assignment. And that is why you are saying, we ourselves must go back to God today. If some of us have not done that, we have not identified what we are called to do. There is one purpose, to be known by God, to serve him, and to expand his kingdom, to make him known by others. Run back to him. He has invested so much. He has lavished so much in your life. There are giftings and talents that are wasting away. Talk to God to open your eyes to see which area in the kingdom of God I can serve. We can serve with our money. We can serve with our gifts. We can serve with our time. We can serve with our talent. 
There is no restriction, there is no limitation to the extent that people want to serve. We can serve with our education, we can serve with our money, we can serve with our status, we can serve with the influence that we have in the society. Praise the name of the Lord. It's a good thing for you as a Christian to know what you have been called to do. Having known the purpose, then ask God what you are called to do. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, application of the doctrines and principles. Everyone as I end this Sunday school lessons for this morning. Application of doctrines and principles. When individual members realize that they are ministers of Jesus Christ, it is then they discover their identity in Christ. It is then they will have more thought of how can I glorify God in my life. Our goal as Christians is to glorify God. Our goal as Christians is to glorify Jesus. Our locations will change, isn't it? Work may change. Status may change. Uh, we may find ourselves abroad. We may find ourselves in any part of Africa tomorrow. Which may also affect our own assignment. But the purpose is still the same. Purpose never changes. But assignment or responsibility may change from time to time. And that's why at every season, at every stage of our life, we must ask God, what's my assignment here? What's, what's my mandate here? What is my responsibility in this place? And what you should look for in the responsibility assignment that, that God may be committing to your hand is how can I glorify you in this place? How can I glorify you in this time? How can I give God the most glory? That is our goal, the goal of a Christian. Is to glorify God. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. I believe that beyond what I'm able to say, Holy Spirit will do much more in our life this morning. We will not just be the hearer of His work, but the doer of God, the doer of the Word of God. The Bible says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Not just hearing, but your spirit man must hear. And as, as you do that, Faith is popped up. Faith, faith is born to move into our destiny and what God has prepared for us in this season. And as we reciprocate uh, what God has done in our life, we ourselves we see uh, that it will use us more beyond our imagination. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. God bless you all.